It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, I haven't got my microphone ready. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> Did you just think that was a fly buzzing around your head? Whoa, I've got this... Oh, this weird black thing sticking in my eye. What is it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, it's your favourite time of the weekend, baby. If you're listening to the weekend, <laughs> it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast. How, how's that for an intro? I think it was weak, actually. Uh, okay. Are we, are we trying to? Are we trying to soften it a little bit for all the new? listeners the hundreds and hundreds of new listeners we've probably got off the back of the Susie Chan interview I think we've probably lost them within about 10 minutes <laughs> of the first I don't think they actually reached the interview with Susie they just heard uh, heard the other ridiculous stuff we're talking about and uh, probably gave up I'd imagine <laughs> well they gave up in the intro to Susie <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so um, I mean if you are still listening after that this is going to be a really confusing episode because it's catch-up, so nothing will make any sense to you. Well, yeah, actually, but even if, if you if, get through this episode, even if you're a regular uh, bad boy running listener and you don't, you don't ever go on the Facebook group, this will still be completely confusing to you. Yeah, I mean, the good news is if you haven't been listening to the show since the beginning since uh, episode one then this <laughs> I like the way you had to think about which episode was the, <laughs> the beginning <laughs> well I was gonna go I was gonna go for the last and I've got I was gonna say the number but I have no idea how many episodes we've done so that's what I went since that's episode one um, yeah so hopefully if you're listening now and a lot of the things we reference make no sense to you to you whatsoever this is the opportunity for you to uh, to understand some of the stories and ideas that have been suggested and progressed throughout the show's history, and hopefully you can then get involved in some of them as well. So it should make it a lot more enjoyable listening for the future. Okay, so uh, like, right, first thing to kick off with the running awards. Yes, the running awards. So um, we had the situation where um, I got the thing said so that the uh, running awards, the community. Uh, section was open for voting so I went on there and uh, lo and behold bad boy running wasn't on there so I was thinking oh. okay have we been excluded for a reason have we done something that that's caused a problem so I do a little bit of a mini campaign and um, and now we've been reinstated so so thanks to the do banners for that mind you I did actually write fuck you buddy in uh, in my entry so possibly that was why they didn't want to uh, didn't want to include that I wondered whether it was an automated system or not whether there is actually someone checking it um, but clearly there is where where was under what section was fuck you buddy the answer well no no it said <laughs> it put, um, it had like online community and then um, yeah. It had uh, it had all the different ones in there, and it gives you a chance to enter a name into the field. So I put "bad boy running" in brackets. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I thought I thought it, it might have been an automated system, so I thought it was worth a try. I don't. I, I could have you know inadvertently scuppered all of our chances there, um, but fortunately, uh, after calling out on Facebook, a few other people uh, nominated it, and so it's been put up there without the "fuck you, buddy" uh, in brackets. Well, I'd, I'd say that we're we're a community in the same way prisoners are in, in prison. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it technically counts. Like all of the things that you want from a community, I don't think we necessarily create that. Um, we kind of create disharmony 
and um, yeah, but it's collective destroy dis- things. It's collective think. disharmony. It's like that. It's like that Project Chaos on um, Fight Club. I like to. I like to think of it as that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we're now we're now up for the awards. Yeah, for the online. Wait. So uh, how, how many weeks until we find out we haven't been shortlisted? Something about 52 weeks or something like that. It's, it's like the longest gestation period. And doesn't it... Wait a minute. Don't, don't we spend ages and ages and ages voting and then it goes down to 10? And then we spend ages and ages and ages voting. We didn't even make it to the 10 last time, did we? I think. Yeah. <laughs> After all that. I, I don't know how we can... Given that um, Beer Belly Running got to the, the 10 in there without anyone doing any marketing... <laughs> At all, and without me even knowing it was shortlisted, <laughs> then I don't know how we failed with Bad Boy Running because we actually have, well, hopefully, a bit of a community here. Yeah, I know. I don't is know. That is a picture of him. Let me let me wondered why you look so strange in the video. And I said, it's not it's not a video of you. It's just a static picture. <laughs> oh, and my Skype picture. What is it? It's just remember. you you in a fucking dry robe. Do you know where that is? Where? This is Segway Central. It is a picture of me at the Nuts Challenge. The Nuts Challenge? I've not heard of that. Oh, you will be. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, that was a very good seg, actually. Um, so uh, this, uh, under much pressure, I have um, I've signed up for Winter Nuts. And there's a few things I want to I wanna mention about this, uh, and I'm sure you've got some questions as well. But um, the, the whole reason why I've signed up is, is, is many-fold. Firstly, I went for um, a longish run uh, at the weekend, so I'm feeling back and ready to do it. But the other How thing was... How long talking? Only 10 miles, but I felt pretty strong. Oh, that's good. 10 miles. Yes. Yep. That's better than I was expecting. Cool. Yep, so I'm feeling pretty strong with it, so I'm very happy with that. Um, and so I think I've run about three times a week, so that's, that's pretty good. And um, so the other thing was that Libby went uh, for a run. She went and did um, something called Gung Ho, which is a like an inflatable obstacle course over 5k. Okay. And so I was looking after the children. So what I did is I sat in the lounge and I said, oh, let's, let's have a look on YouTube to see if we can find the obstacle course that mummy's doing. Yeah. So we go, I look on there and we find the thing. And who should pop up but the um, mudstacle video of Andy Parry Doing uh, doing nuts challenge from early in the year, so I thought, oh, I want to give that a watch again. And I tell you what, it's just as funny now as it was then. When we <laughs> <laughs> what did your kids make of it? They were just like, why why does he have a beard and why is he covered in mud? Um, That's a very good question. We can answer a, the second one. It's a oh, it's such a good video. I just I can laugh throughout, even when you know that he's obviously in pain. <laughs> um, but, it, but it's quite. There's something quite inspirational about the whole thing. Um, I think it's got the music and everything else on it. So after that, I thought, all right, well, because Andy Parry's obviously at the start of it, he says, oh yeah, I thought it was easy, so uh, so I thought I'd do it, and um, I think it looks all right. So uh, so I thought, yep, yeah, I'll sign up, and then everyone can stop having a go at me. Boom! Absolutely. And have they started having a go at you? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> <Does it work? laughs> not really, not really. I'm just going to do the thing now. Yeah, well, so I'm looking, think, I'm looking forward I, to it. It looks fun. I think you've made an error in telling people so early. Why? Because now they have months and months to plan. <laughs> what are they going to do to you while you're on the course? To plan what? 
I well. don't. I right. I think I have this slight theory. Okay, if we were like in the middle of summer and stuff, and it was nice to come and spectate and like throw stuff and everything, that would be fine. But it's not going to be. It's going to be awful weather. You just the people aren't going to be motivated enough to come up to go. Right, it, it's quite a big task to go buy some milkshake and then rock up on the course just for a small window of time to throw a milkshake at me. I'm not sure that it's that much of a that much I of a pull. You see, this is this is where you, you clearly don't understand the OCR community. People go to ridiculous. Well, the fact that people pay forty quid to get a a medal with uh, just a virtual medal. Um, <laughs> I mean, that to me is is worse than, than doing something for for the sake of humour. But the fact is, with nuts, they can turn up. They can do a, a one lap race. They can then. You know, have a shower, they can dry themselves off, they can get some food, get a drink, and then they can meet you coming in at the end of your first lap and throw a milkshake on you. But it's the they... icing on the topping of the cake. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. So you think that you think people would be motivated enough. The the other interesting thing was, um, which really fits in with um, with my uh, tight nature, is the fact that it's the cost of like doing one lap is the same as uh, same cost as doing four laps. That's brilliant. I didn't realise that. It's epic, isn't it? Yeah. So I was like, well, there's no way I'm not going to do four laps. I, I was When you said that, I was thinking, you probably should do eight laps. <laughs> Can I do five laps? Can yeah, I do I mean, five laps? Will I, will I, <laughs> does that super qualify me for the uh, for like the OCR World Championships or something? I don't think anyone's going to stop you. There's only, I think James Ruckley's done five before, possibly even six. But I don't think they'd stop you if you decided to go around again. But what I don't what I don't understand about it is that it it there's barely like any running it. I mean like there's that whole section you're just wading through a lake. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's just so ridiculous. Because the other thing was, there's obviously a height restriction. There's gotta be a height restriction because there's some people who would just end up swimming if <laughs> they're yeah, too short. People do they? Do they? Yeah, I mean I think um I can't remember it ever being too deep. So you'd have to be Kind of nearing midget. What 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 height is a midget? Five foot. <laughs> so four foot. I, I think there are lots of different sizes. Yeah. So, I well, what's the limit when you? <laughs> you're officially. Know what, I don't know what the limit of midget. What's the so? What's the maximum height for a midget? Yeah. I mean, can you be a tall midget? I always had this idea of a film called Attack of the Forty Foot Midget. <laughs> That's a great film. <laughs> See that that also is the name of a, a great indie album from the uh, from the nineties, surely. Okay, Perfect. let's have a look. All right, um, an adult who is less than fifty eight inches tall. That is of no use to me. An adult or human below the height of four foot ten. Four foot ten. So, oh, see, so he could be quite tall. You know, there's a difference between a midget and a dwarf, though. Yeah. 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 So midgets in proportion, is it? But you could have quite, you could be quite, quite a tall midget. Well, if you think four foot ten is tall, tiny. No, no. So, so what are we saying here? Well, you can't. Sure, that I, you that are. Of... <laughs> how many dwarves or midgets have um, successfully completed winter nuts? I think is that the question we're asking. Yeah, that's great. How many midgets have done it? Or yeah, I'd I'd chance that there's probably a female that has done it. Who's four foot ten. Oh, really? Maybe she's done it in heels. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but I'm, I'm sure it's winter, winter nuts in heels. That's it. So, yeah, I think it, I think it sounds fun. I like the fact that people, only now, once I've said I'm in, people start posting the pictures 
of them doing it um, <laughs> after all that discussion that we've had uh, previously. But um, pretty much everyone who's an obstacle racer in the group would have done nuts at some point. I thought. Oh right. Oh okay. Yeah. So this is like this is like the London Marathon of OCR, then, is it? Yeah. The, yeah. It is, the, yeah. The easy beginners one. Well, this is the one that it's the poster boy. Well, it's one of the poster boys. There's quite a few of them out there, but if you're doing obstacle racing, there's only there's probably six events that you'll definitely do. Oh really? And this would be one of them. Yeah. And the great thing is when you come in through transition. You can help yourself to hot chocolate. You can have your food there. Have some snacks. Right, so you'll right. be able oh, to see it. See, this is what I don't understand. What's, what's this transition rubbish? So when, when you do a lap, you come back at the end of a lap, and you can just help yourself to your food. So it's not. That's not. That's not a transition because you're not transitioning from anything to anything. It's just that's called a rest. Well, they, a lot of people change clothes as well. What? So, Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> it gets pretty damn cold <laughs> and muddy. Well, don't and you wet. Just, get there, just get wet again? Yeah, I know. But so what's the point? Because you, when you come out of the first lap, at the beginning of each lap, the first kilometre and a half, you can probably do without getting um, wet. So you can actually run for a bit. And uh, so a lot of people like to come in, just change a bit of their clothes, leg it for a lap and a half where they're not going to be absolutely it's, freezing. It, it's uh, it's it's. Sounds very similar to a triathlon. If there's, if you're talking about transitions and stuff, so I think, yeah. was, I think there was someone in the Andy, in the um, Andy Parry uh, Musticle video who, who'd been in the transition for like 45 minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. is that uncommon? I think people do sometimes <laughs> because you can lose your mind slightly if you get hypothermic. But, why, but people oh. do, especially if all your friends are there and you're having a really nice cup of tea. Some people don't want to go out, and so they're there. They've almost given up in, <laughs> in the area. Oh, I don't, like, I don't know about the idea of hanging around in transition. Oh, you don't have to. Um, a lot of people just come straight through. But you'll, you'll probably get in your little thermos flask out. We can sort all that for you. <laughs> I can't wait to get pelted with, uh, with milk. So, yeah, you'll need, you'll need to change, Jody. Um, it looks interesting. I'm, I'm a little bit excited about it. It's, you know, first OCR and stuff like that. I, I, I don't yeah. know... It's very difficult to judge how, how technical anything it is. It seemed to be just a lot of going into water and coming out of water and a, and a few tyres and stuff like that. So, um, Yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, it is a, a good course. And there's lots of jumping and there's, there's, there's loads of fun stuff. There's a, there's a really cool slide. There's bits you'll love. And the good thing is you can run around the course and watch. So I think when you're doing it, there's going to be a lot of do-batters there. A lot, a lot of the obstacle um, community, I'm sure, come out and cheer you on. Oh, nice. Especially as, but when you finish, you tend to hang around as well. Cause, I do, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you'll be coming through, and as long as everyone hasn't cleaned up and gone home yet. <laughs> I love that. Just like, then, then, it's like it's like when you finish like a really small ultra, and just everyone's gone home. There's like one person left at the left at yeah. the finish line. But there'll be points where you'll be running through a stream, and yeah. people can just walk alongside in the dry, just berating you all the way. <laughs> In, in theory, you could be dissed for about sixty percent of this course. I'd say people could just be there oh, constantly man. chucking oh, milkshakes. That sounds, that sounds that sounds even better. Normally, normally, like on a, on an ultra set, you're like in, on your own for like long, long periods of no one talking to you or anything else like that. Um, so the idea of actually having people with you that sounds quite nice. That sounds quite quite enjoyable. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Good, yeah, be good. good. Right, I might. I might need to. I might need to ask some advice from people. 
but um, but yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I think, think it'll be. Get, get, I think we should get some uh, get some people on who, who could give me some advice. I don't think I should uh, attempt the course or anything else like that beforehand, or attempt any any of them because I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, you know, when you come to something fresh, you do it for the first time. That's what. Yeah. I, that's what. That's the feeling I want to get. I think you shouldn't have any advice because of that. I think you he doesn't have any up. advice at all. Yeah, just turn up and do it. Yeah, and then you can have a summer nuts where you've done it before. You then retry it with the advice and see the, the experience changed. Right. Okay. Okay. Now that sounds good. So good. Yeah. So that's one. That's one ticked off. Um, so we're, if you haven't guessed already, you guys, we're having a bit of a catch up this week because we've got so many different subjects that have been mentioned before that people have followed up on things that people have been posting in the facebook group so we thought we'd actually tie off a few of these areas and uh, and just update on what everyone's been doing because the do ballads have been fantastic in uh, in some of their reporting also some of their actions there's um there's something i want to i want to discuss with you first mm. because um and it's to do it's to do with you cheating oh um because that, I, I, that, I, I that could be any race oh really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not i'm not talking about a race I'm talking about a podcast. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, of course, um, uh, for anyone that wasn't aware, that um, you cheated on me with uh, Ben Kuma. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I had a I had a listen. I had a peek into uh, into into your cheating with him, okay. and um, and it was a very it was a very interesting uh, podcast interview. And there were there were three three elements to it that I okay. um, that I that really stood out for me. Um, the first one is when he um, BMF organised this one, did they? They like hooked you up. To, uh, yeah, to he's he's their them. nutritionist, and right. and I'm on the race team, so it was a it was a double whammy for them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just it's the way he introduced you. It's a, just it was a funny way round because the thing he said was <laughs> introduce yourself because there's probably a huge amount of people who don't know who you are, which I thought <laughs> I thought was a funny way of introducing someone. There's probably a huge <laughs> amount of people who have no idea who you are. He should just said, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> Just like reading between the lines, just because there was another element where he kept he kept saying that when you read between the lines, and whenever you came to say something, he goes, "Look, I'm not saying what you're doing is right or wrong." When he clearly meant everything you're doing is wrong. <laughs> the, the, the trouble is that he is a a very purist nutritionist, yeah, and he is, I think, the type of guy who specialises in people that want to have zero body fat. And to look chiselled down the gym, yeah. And it might be that he deals with some sports people who are rugby players. I know that's his background, or who yeah. weightlifters and things like that. What I don't think he got, and I, I don't think he's ever spoken to someone who probably is like this, is that the, the big difference between someone who's training for ultra marathons and someone who's trying to look good in the gym or trying to be as lean as possible is that we need to eat. You know, when I was some weeks of MDS, I'd be having to eat. 14,000 calories extra a week yeah and so for him yeah eating a tub of ice cream is the worst thing you possibly do except <laughs> if you need 2,000 more calories that evening it was so, so ob- it was so obvious <laughs> when, when you were talking about all the, the stuff that you were doing and the stuff what do you call that thing shit box chicken or something shit box chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like heresy. The the contortion that he had to go through in order to try and explain why you were on the show because of the because of the nutritional advice you were giving about <laughs> eating all sorts of rubbish was 
<laughs> was just him sort of going, uh, oh god, how do I, how do I make this relevant? How do I, how do, the, how does this not go against everything I've talked about in the three hundred episodes I've done already? <laughs> so I'm booked on songs of praise next week as well. <laughs> <laughs> because the other thing that I, that I liked about it, which was the third thing, which just your explanation of um, special forces hell week again. Uh, you explained it. You explained, I mean, it must it must pain you to go through it, but you explained it all, and then you finish it off with. And then people just keep talking about my press ups. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You said it in such a sorrowful way. It was just. It was. It was really beautiful. So in the end, I, I even though you cheated on me, it was it was a worthwhile to hear you cheating as well because I, I I got I laughed a lot throughout it. I felt I represented as properly. <laughs> I don't know if it was if anyone who was in his audience would have received any of it welcomingly in any way. It, but, was, uh, like, it was like BMF had just chucked a grenade onto into into his podcast and go, go on, <laughs> you, de- you deal with that one. You deal with that one, Ben. This guy's well, not going to really mess up your your narrative. Well, we were going to talk about caffeine. That was going to be our theme, <laughs> but um, we just never got around to it because he kept on trying to like. Just ask, well, I guess he was trying to qualify what I was saying, so I'd be coming back with more, like, oh, yeah, it's great, you know, if we'll have a bag of this, have a bag of that, because it's really high in calories, and I really need calories. And, yeah, but I'm sure you can be performing better. No, no, I think I'm performing as optimally as I can. It's difficult, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, like you say, with any of any of that sort of, um, like, lean muscle, that's, you know, if you're on a nutritional plan, or a workout plan for like knee muscle. I mean, so completely different from what you need for, um, for for running ultras or you know running any sort of yeah. endurance. You know your ca- calorie needs are different. Your body composition is completely different. It's an odd pairing, and and it, a lot of that doesn't make sense to um, to someone who's not a runner. So yeah, uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was it was a marvelous marvelous combination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, we've discovered the podcast for you. I think I've mentioned it before, but it turns out one of our listeners is currently at number one um, on the iTunes chart or something like that for their podcast. So we are being completely outgunned by one of our listeners in the comedy podcasts. That's really embarrassing. But but they are, they, they are um, shall we say, hijacking another brand. That's, well, we are with Shitbox Chicken to a certain extent. <laughs> with Shitbox Chicken so. compared with the, the classic thing. So what is the, uh, what's it called? It's called Monkey Tennis. Which is but the, it's, it's, yeah, the Alan Partridge podcast. Tennis. You had a listen? No, I haven't. Not yet. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's quality. It's quite. It's um. It's like wearing an old jumper. You just feel you listening to it like, and you remind you remember all the episodes and uh, yeah, it's really well done. So Ian Dark, good work there. Top top podcasting. So I'm, I'm, I've emailed him and asked him if he can get you on there. So you get an opportunity to cheat on me. Oh, no, but the thing is, they're much more professional than us. What they do is they, they record them all, the entire season, over one weekend. So they don't do record they? Yeah, they don't record it step by step with us. Because it's not, it's not time sensitive, is it? So, yeah, they, uh, they record oh, all of them yeah. over one weekend. I know that's very, very efficient. Yeah. Do they drink throughout the weekend? Is the the last episode they're all absolutely hammered? Well, no, it's like um, it's like something out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They start off with um, with like sort of easy easy drugs, and then they end up on like uh, with yeah, like pure like testosterone and uh, and crack, uh, and it's just going mental at the end of it. I imagine that's what imagine I'm, I'm how bored. 
Yeah, imagine how bored they'd be of Alan Partridge by the tenth episode. To be Hello? fair, you say that, but we've been talking about the same shit from episode one, and we're not we're not bored by that. Let's mention Andy Parry's wife's sister again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have done. But if we're doing ten hours straight, I think we would. Uh, we would reach our limit. I don't know. I is, that, is, that, is this going to be our alternative for um, instead of the uh, the twelve bad boy days of Christmas? We're going to do a twelve hour episode, live episode instead. That might be that might be something we could ponder. Is there only if we're, only if we're down the pub and, and other do badders are there joining in as well? Oh, I like the idea of that. Just non-stop broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. So we get someone to step in while the other guy's having a drink or getting around. That would work. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, talking about uh, some of the two batters, we've um, we've got a a new addition from uh, from the US, Jake Jake okay. Stallman, who uh, we we set him a challenge of yeah. looking about as American as he possibly can look, and I think he's done a pretty good job. So I think I don't think I've seen this photo. What does he look like? Well, so we said you have to pose, basically, in a Trump T-shirt with a, a can of Bud Light um, holding a gun and eating waffles. And uh, he's got the Bud Light. He hasn't got a Trump T-shirt. He's got the Bud Light. Oh, and wrapped in an American flag. So he's got the American flag, the gun, the waffles, and the Bud Light. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> <laughs> about the most American he could look. <laughs> Do we have to up it for our next American listener? How do you get more American than that? Oh, kill an Indian? <laughs> what? <laughs> Have a slave? Uh, yeah, possibly, possibly. I think I don't know. I think the probably the most, the, mo- to... the most American you can be is like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. I think. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we've had some we've had some really good contributions and Strava from the Dubaders. So, for those of you that don't know Strava, Strava is a app in which you can track your runs. And if you've run through a segment that someone else has created, it then leaderboards everyone. So at the end of your your day, you'll upload your run, and it will then tell you where you finished or your time for the specific segment. The great thing about Strava is it allows you to write anything under the segment, which I'm amazed they haven't actually cracked down on, given how many bad boy podcasts. Uh, Bad Boy Running podcast segments I've now created on runs just to spam people. But um, we've one of them that is very popular, I have to say, JD, is uh, is your what is it your your rectum? <laughs> it's a tighter than Jody's ring, which I think is a very disturbing, um, very invasive segment. And incredibly popular. <laughs> incredibly I mean, is that, popular. Does that well you up prize? Pardon? Does that well you up? Of pride. I, all, I can't hear what you're saying because it keeps cutting out. And all, the only word I can think is here is pride, <laughs> which I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure what you're saying, but it always ends in pride. What does that well you up with pride to know that your ring is so popular? That my burning ring is popular. Yes, it's lovely. It's very, it's, I'm so pleased. I, I, why? I don't really understand Strava. Um, I, I've pretended to go along and I, I don't really understand it. I don't really understand what what happens with these segments is it just if you run on a route someone might have recorded a bit of that route as a segment and that's it you've just run on it and if you go through it quickly you you get a record for it is that it yeah so if you imagine on the tour de france they'll have sprint sections for example yeah. where you you'll be recorded your time over that period 
Yeah. And so instead of just going on a normal 10K run around a block, um, you'd, you'd do it and you'd suddenly see that this one set of stairs that goes all the way to the top of the, the hill is a, is a segment. And so people, the idea being that people would go there and do time trials on there or they'd do sprints up and down it to train. Oh, right. So, um, so when you often when you're training, you'll look for segments near to where you live and trying to get king of the mountain equivalent um, to be oh. king of that segment. So you're just trying to you're just trying to beat other people speed wise, all yourself potentially. Oh, yeah, okay. right. And so you um, and you and you, there's no limit on what you can name them because you were talking about doing it in terms of um, Edinburgh Marathon. Yeah, you can name them whatever you want. So on the unfortunately, when I ran the Edinburgh Marathon. I didn't use, I didn't have a GPS. So you can only record segments, I think, on routes that you've done yourself already. Ah, okay. So so anyone who's done the Edinburgh Marathon can then go through their run and just say from this point, mile 23 to mile 23.4 is now called and create any name. Oh, okay. So it's just once you've done it. Okay, that's, that's interesting. And then every single person who ever runs that route... That little segment, when they finish their run, it will then flag to them, this is how you've done on your run. And so it, that it now means that everyone will see um, Jodie Rainsford's rusty ring, essentially. T- tighter than Jodie's ring, hashtag BBR. Yeah, yeah. So no one will have any idea what that means. <laughs> Unless, we, we have had some bad boy runners, though, who um, some do-badders who've been just out on their everyday run and up has popped a segment without them realising it that someone has created um, of, of uh, a bad boy running phrase. I can't remember who, who exactly it is, but um, we've had, uh, had John King's created um, the, the bad boy running fuck you section um, somewhere. Does it, can, you, can you search by, by title? It's like if, if, so, for example, if people put hashtag BBR in it, Will they be able to search segments by that or not? Or can you not search them? I don't know, actually. Possibly. But he, he did this um, on a park run. And it's now on his um, Conkers. I think the Conkers park run was where we had the the individual who named himself a genius name. And someone else is running and found this guy in the <laughs> results. Come what it was. They, they sneaked in a, na- a comedy name. And now there's a so he, I think that person must be a do badder because there's now the bad boy running podcast fuck you on the park run. So everyone who does that park run and loads it up to Strava will now see that as a bad boy running podcast fuck you. So it's um, <laughs> it, it, the trouble is it could be quite easily traced back to us. <laughs> no, no, there's no, there's lots of other things called bad boy running. No, the um, talking about um bad boy running popping up in different places we we've had a few incidences of um a do badder spotting other do badders and even even some occasional um fuck you buddies yeah that's right so yeah so um <laughs> this is good ross phillips he wrote on the uh the board, uh bad boy running podcast facebook group just beeped at someone in a bad boy running vest and the other half thinks i'm a mentalist <laughs> That's great. That's great. I mean, it would be good if he tried to run him over, just as a, a proper commitment to fuck you. And then, and then realise he's not actually in a bad boy running top at all. He's just <laughs> in a park run top. He's in a red t-shirt. <laughs> I think 
as a matter of as a matter of course, people should just shout out "fuck you, buddy" to anyone in a red t-shirt because the possibility it, it's a good possibility that they probably will be a do badder. Yeah, and the good thing is if they get it wrong, what does it matter? They're probably, probably they're, well, they're not a listener, so they deserve that kind of treatment anyway. And you should just do that to cyclists generally, anyway. So we've also had um, some cyclists attacked by a stag, which is magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it in the group. Um, there's a I think is it a photo where during a triathlon, so double points for that. Um, in the the Dublin City Triathlon, some stags just come across the road and completely take out a cyclist. Um, incredible to see, and um, wow, well, I'm always a fan of stags. I think they could be maybe incorporated as an emblem of the bad boy running. <laughs> well, yeah, basically, on. you can basically during a triathlon. It, you're basically if you we can release different types of animals onto the course. <laughs> I like the idea of combining a triathlon with a sort of Pamplona-style bull run. Well, we've actually had one of the, the debatters has, has been attacked by geese as well, <laughs> which <laughs> is quite impressive. Were they triathlete geese? What is it? Well, it was um, all, all was, was it ducks? So um, it's from Aaron Evans. He said he, today I went for a long run. I was attacked by a group of ducks. It wasn't. It wasn't even geese. It was ducks. Oh wow! So they're. I mean, ducks are basically gay geese, aren't they? They're not even. They're not even the big bitch ones. Well, geese, it's, it's like, geese are bad. Swans are the worst. Swans could break your arm. I remember when you were younger, but parents always used to say, "Oh yeah, don't go near a swan. It'll break your arm." Has that ever happened? I don't think it. No, of course it hasn't. I do like the idea of that. But he, he said he he was attacked by attacked by a group of ducks, a dog, and a human. Um, what was he doing? I don't know where he's not said where he was. Well, why was he attracting that sort of that type of grouping? Well, he was he was running before eleven. Apparently, the um the the man who attacks him was already pissed. Um, Where was this? The I don't know where he must live. It's got to be somewhere in Scotland, surely. I think it would be someone like uh, Bracknell or just someone somewhere a little bit crap. Some old army town. Right. But, um, yeah, there's been a lot of, um, in fact, there's been a good response to that. I mean, he, I like the fact that people managed to find a song called Goose Milkshake as a way of, famously, <laughs> 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 Stuart Evans found a song called Goose Milkshake. Yeah, which, that's weird. What? I think it's obvious. <laughs> Imagine throwing a milkshake at a goose. That would be weird, wouldn't it? I think Aaron should next time he goes out. He should go back to that place and milkshake the geese just to see what they do. It's, I like the idea that milkshaking has turned into a verb. To milkshake, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. shake. <laughs> to milkshake. I've got I've, I've got something to say about triathlons as, uh, as per usual. Yeah. Because and just going back to the running awards, did you? Um, I, I think I complained about the year when I came to the running awards with you. How um, in one of in one of the in the book category. One of the yeah. ones up for nomination was a, a triathlon book. Now, it seems that best triathlon race is part of the running awards, which is just ridiculous. It's weird, isn't it? I, they probably have their own awards yeah, as well. Exactly. What, what, what's that all about? Is that, is that a sponsorship thing or something? Because that's crazy. Triathlon is like in no... It's supposed to be a celebration of running. Yeah, I assume it must be just to do with trying to get more sales wider audience 
I mean, the good, good, the good thing is that Edinburgh Marathon wasn't automatically put in the, uh, in, the in the best marathon thing as well. But I think is there got a category we can put them in? I think. Uh, <laughs> well, let's have a look. Best fun run. Best fun run. <laughs> Although you would be competing <laughs> against beer belly running, but yeah, to nominate them under. Oh, that's a good idea. Wait a minute. I mean, beer belly running is never going to win that category in a million years. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's gone further than Bad Boy Running ever has. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. But we've um, we've also had some peeping mo action going on. Oh, oh, go on. So Rob Lush, he was he was out on a run, and he took a modium and shot box for the first time. Oh, yeah. So he was taking our tips, and he was doing something called the Ridgeway, Ridgeway Challenge. Oh, nice. And there was a, a couple making out, heavy petting at least, <laughs> in the darkness. He seemed a little bit surprised by six head torches coming at them. Um, and apparently they then reversed off the ridgeway quite quickly. So uh, yeah, he's done well there. He didn't ex- he didn't explain if he caught co- co- copped an eye of anything or why did he have six it- head torches? Why was he pretending to be a group of runners? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. I like that though. Maybe he was worried they'd get out and uh, chase him, but not for six. So uh, strength in numbers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Look, I'm on the um, I'm on the running awards. I'm having a look through this. I mean, like Iron Man is in there. Iron Man under try. That's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's a shame. Iron Man UK. Why don't right, so what we could do? You could put Edinburgh under half marathon because it keeps getting cut. Um, it's a great idea. It could go under obstacle race because not being able to drink any water is obstacle. Or it could go under fun run. The trouble is, they might think there's a mistake and then count the votes, and it ends up winning. Oh, the best marathon. Oh, that'd be damn tragic. Oh no, Edinburgh marathon's been added to the marathon section. Oh. oh no, Brooks Snowdonia marathons in there twice. I don't. <laughs> I think that's a little bit unfair. <laughs> but we've um, we've also had some complaints. I have to say. What do you mean? About what? So uh, about your language. We've had, not about my language. There's. It's about the editing. So I don't know if this will make the edit. But okay, it's from it's from Tom. Sorry, Tom Dark, not Ian Dark. Um, sorry, Tom. I called you Ian earlier. With, uh, with your wonderful podcast, so oh, he so was, he's got he was, a podcast and he's criticising our podcast, right? Okay. Oh, I didn't even oh, put the two. That is two, it. Two You're supposed to stick together as podcasters. So go on, carry on. What's he? What's he complaining Maybe about? Maybe that's why he's top of the charts because he's taken down so many other podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's mind games. He's he's playing podcast mind games. Oh, he's nagging us. Yeah, it's clever. Oh, go on. What's the, oh. what's the complaint? What's the complaint? So um, his his main complaint was that. Eddie didn't cut the story about my red shorts. Oh fuck! From he's right. the beer fun. Oh yeah, he's right. He has a really good point there. That was that was horrible. Yeah, good so, point, Tom. That is why. Why didn't Eddie cut that? Oh, I. It would take a big man. I think I, he know he knows me well enough. I'd sneak it in somehow. So if you didn't listen to the um, beerathon episode, David was part of uh, Pete Reese's stag do. And as part of that, he had to wear um, some shorts. And so in this episode, um, it wasn't in that episode, was it? It was in the episode where Eddie, Eddie was talking about his marathon. So uh, Eddie was talking about his running his first marathon. And we got onto the subject of... Uh, well, I don't even understand. How did we get onto the subject of you basically having an erection in those red shorts? I don't, I, no, no, I didn't, no, that was never explicitly said. But it was... You were saying you were getting aroused because your girlfriend was there. I don't know how, how more explicit can you get... <laughs> <laughs> it was. There was never. There was never full, full, full mask. 
Well, say you're getting, the thing is, you like trying to dress it up as like you didn't actually say it. It's not working because everybody felt sick as a result of it. <laughs> but a... I, think, I think, Eddie, this is your chance to prove how good you are as an editor. Now's your chance to say <laughs> this podcast from, from those films. Eddie's not around. Eddie's, Eddie's off for two weeks in France. Oh, so, is he? Yeah. So the, the edit's down to us. Oh, well. Wow. Anything can get in. We could talk about Eddie as much as we want. He can't do anything about it. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, do badders. For next week, will Eddie be editing it by then? No. So if you'd like us to discuss anything about Eddie, if you'd like to uh, put any ideas out there, try and um, just ask some questions about, or even just predict some things about Eddie. Put them out there in the I Facebook think, group. Right, so producer Eddie, he, he, he came up with some good things, didn't he? he uh, so for a start, congratulations. He, he ran his first marathon. Did he run his first marathon? Or was that his... What was he doing? A he first OCR? It. Was it a first OCR he was doing? He was doing something. I, I remember he was, he was building up to a marathon. Oh, yeah. Maybe he hasn't run the marathon yet. But um, he, had some, he had some great um, purchasing tips. So, you know, about buying, was it a box of um, a High Five Nutrition or something? Or a marathon box or whatever from Amazon. So, if, if as a do-badder, if you know any, like, decent tips for um, purchasing, like, cheap-ass marathon nutrition or if you see anything on offer share it with the group because i think that stuff works really really well especially everyone's looking for um for like cheap cheap food and stuff yeah absolutely now i've, I've been doing a bit of research on some of the books we've mentioned oh, yeah. and not not just bishop's bad bits best bits <laughs> sorry <laughs> so one of the books that i said i was going to start reading yeah. was by rob young uh marathon man what do you mean a marathon man so that's the name of his book. Rob oh, Young okay. is the, he's the British chap who supposedly ran something like 370 marathons in 360 days, but also was, was busted trying to, oh yeah, trying to run America, run across America in a record time. So I bought his book. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I was just fascinated to see. You need to, what is you wanted to learn. It's the Bible of cheating. And you wanted to learn from the master. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, part of me was just intrigued to to know what he was like. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, what kind of are you impressed? Oh wow, it's it's really bad actually. <laughs> is it? It's really well. It's not actually written by him. What? So it's. I think that's right. I think it's. I think there's a ghostwriter. I'll just check. Oh, there's so many ghostwriters. I mean, just. Is that what. It, well, it says Rob Young with Dustin Brooks. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much ghostwritten then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I need to. We need to get Dustin Brooks on the show. <laughs> Maybe Dustin Brooks just is. To just find out what it, he thinks. Dustin, Dustin Brooks sounds like an anagram. I think we'd be able to work out what his real name is, doesn't it? <laughs> No more secrets. Yeah. We need to talk to Dustin Brooks because the chances are that as a ghostwriter, he's probably quite eloquent at writing. He's probably quite experienced at editing, asking questions, things like that. And there must have been a lot of times when he was thinking, whoa, one, one, one more thing, Rob Young. <laughs> You've just said this, but this doesn't make sense. So I've started going through a book and he so far just talks about how how great he is like i really love people i'm great like that i love people <laughs> he just talks about loving stuff 
So I went. So the 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 hard thing about this book is half of it is about him being abused as a child, oh, and um, which is really hard reading because it's obviously something you don't want to listen to. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly want to have to to read about the the, the detail of yeah. horrific abuse. Um, so you kind of read that and like, oh, this is horrible. But the tr- trouble is, now that his his credibility shot to pieces, and even through the book, I'm just reading it thinking, what is he on about? This is clearly bullshit. It then makes me think. Well, is the other stuff bullshit? Oh no, that's about the worst the thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. That is awful when that happens because you just yeah, yeah, you just everything, everything is you know up for up for reassessment. Oh man, that's awful. So he, um, particularly at one point where he talks about, he he said he took a a leaflet from they being pushed through his door. So he's going to be some father, and it was a, from a Christian group. He then wasn't allowed stuff, so he took the leaflet upstairs and uh, hid in his room. And his dad found it and apparently then went, you want to know about Jesus? Went downstairs, got some, got a hammer and some nails and hammered the nails through his feet. What? Yeah, yeah, which, you know, if that happened, that's obviously an incredibly horrific thing to happen to a child. But now that there's this whole air of suspicion about him, I think, well, would a guy... Would it, would a guy be able to run like this if, as a child, he had nails hammered through his feet? Because I think a lot of being able to, like Dean Canarsi, for example, the reason why he can run mile after mile after mile without breaking down is because his body, he's never, he's never suffered any physical traumas. Yeah. And so his body is completely um, balanced. His left calf is exactly the same strength as his right calf. His, he's not got any... Um, injuries, old injuries that have then caused um, imbalances in his muscles. So when he runs, there's nothing that is. Uh, it, it's it's just it just runs perfectly. With, whereas if you've had a slight injury, that injury never fully recovers, and so your leg, the way the, the muscles work together, is slightly out of balance, and so something then has to start picking up the slack. And when you start doing hundreds of miles, that's when you get really bad injuries. So part of me is thinking, well, is that true? Given that he's done to basically his mouth, but it's so di- I mean, that's so difficult, isn't it? Because once you once you question credibility in one area, then I mean, it, it could, yeah. Oh god, that's so awful. That's so difficult. Yeah, but in the first chapter already, so he talks about all the second chapter. So he, he talked about being in the army in his twenties, which, which I think is probably true. And he's he's basically trying to paint this picture of someone who's incredibly unsporty. Oh, so, they, I, that is a that is a typical thing for anyone who has a running book to to try and make out that they're unsporty. I mean, like even like sort of the Dean Canars's book would try to make out that he wasn't very sporty. I think even to some extent, like um, Eat and Run, he tried to make out that he wasn't a particularly sporty person. Um, yeah, and you're yeah. like, don't take what, what are you talking about? Just be honest. And and the, the thing is, if your story's not interesting enough anyway, then that's why you'd say. I went from no running at all to this. <laughs> I wonder, but surely, I, want, I wonder if there's a bit of pressure. I bet you know if you if you're getting a um, a ghostwriter to do it. I bet you the you know you have to have some sort of struggle somewhere, don't you? You always have to have some sort of struggle or some yeah. you know, some transformation, and there always has to be some element of transformation there that you know that, that spurs you on. No, it's never just a case where someone goes, oh, and then one day I decided to go for a run. 
Because that would feel like, well, there'd yeah. be no story there. But that's just, that's sort of what happens. But you'd have thought being abused as a child and having hammers and nails hit through your feet is quite a good contrast to running. Quite a good pivot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got, how do you up that one? Yeah. But he, so he talks about being in the army and then how he was a pro cyclist for a while. Right. Which to me is... Yeah, which to me is a very strange thing to just drop in there and not mention in any other way. And represented Britain as a junior triathlete. So apparently that isn't true. I don't know about the pro cyclists. There's no evidence of that apparently either. Um, and then he's talking about how he was watching the marathon one day. So the big start of his quest to do the marathons. He sat on a Sunday with his child um, at home. He's watching the London Marathon. And his girlfriend wants to do something else. Yeah. And he says, well, wait, I'm, I want to watch the marathon to get tips. And she says, ah, oh, you're never going to run a marathon. And he then makes a bet that he's going to run 50 marathons for 20p. Because that's what they always do. Bets for 20p. So for one, I mean, if he's been a pro cyclist, and a British triathlete, <laughs> yeah. then you thought it's not going to be... She'd know that. Maybe she knows that he's a serial bullshitter. Maybe she knows, she goes, you, won't, you, know, you made all yes. that bullshit, you made, you made all that, that bullshit about, you, know, you keep telling me that you're a pro. No, 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 I am, man. I am a... I, I was... Uh, I, yeah, I, been, I mean, that would make sense. I've been space, yeah. I've been on the moon. So the story is, he then decides he's going to run a marathon the next morning. <laughs> so he gets up, at um, he gets up at three thirty a.m. Why? Why is he, he up says, at three thirty? Yeah, I, I don't know. There's oh. a lot of that's it's the thing. There's a it's lot of questions that just because yeah. he could run it at night after work, but he decides he gets up at three thirty a.m. and he says to be taken seriously, I needed to run an official marathon course, even if there won't be marsh at the time. And the only local marathon he knew of was held in Richmond Park each year, and he said he. Um, he headed there as it was a, had an official course you could follow, and he used to do the occasional the occasional five k park run there at the weekends. So up until this moment, he's kind of implied he doesn't do any sport. That's the first time he's ever mentioned that he does any running whatsoever. So he, so he says, "I used to do the occasional five k park run." So I looked him up on uh, Para Ten, which is the the England Athletics sanctioned website yeah. of all the official results. It turned out the year before he did this challenge, he did 38 park runs at <laughs> Richmond Park. <laughs> now, Russell, Russell from our group is the only man who I know on earth who can do 38 <laughs> park runs in, in a year. In, in, no, in about six in weeks. weeks. <laughs> in a month. <laughs> he's, he's breaking all kind of records. But to to and it just annoyed me so much for him to have to build up that I've never done because to me it gets to the point of being irresponsible because people will read this book and think this guy has done these runs from nothing I can do that they go out and they'll get lifetime injuries well it's not just that as well because was he doing all this for charity as well yeah well it's fraudulent, it's fraudulent isn't it. It's fraudulent yeah. to tell people that you know you you've come from a position of not doing anything, and it's it's fraudulent behaviour. Yeah, and I I think the trouble is you, you, it's, he's saying he's inspiring people, 
I think you shouldn't. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that about yourself. Other people are supposed to say that about you. I, you're not supposed to go. Oh, I'm inspiring so many people. I think. <laughs> yeah, and so um, also to do 38 park runs in one year. I don't think I know anyone who's done 38. But the, the level of commitment you have to do, if you think about yeah. weddings, Christmases, holidays, that when you're ill, lot. and to do 38, you pretty much have to be the most dedicated park run runner yeah. in the country, other than potentially the person who's the race director. But what? So, but why, I don't understand. Why Why did he lie? Why is he... I just... What is the motivation behind... He could have said, I've never done more than a 5K. And he'd be like, okay, that's not very much. Fair enough. Yeah. But just to have that lie... And the trouble is, if he's told such an innocuous lie, it then makes you wonder about everything. Because you're like, well, I was lied about that. So... Are you, he, um, he, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you bringing this up now because you know that I'm an accomplished OCR racer? And uh, you'll think people are going to just be completely disappointed when I don't fail <laughs> when I when I when I win winter nuts in you in March. Is that I break the record? Yeah, exactly. Three hundred and seventy times in a row. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll do I'll do winter nuts six times before uh, before March. But he um on his so on his first marathon, having done no training ever, um, and not being sporty in any way other than being a pro cyclist and former GB traffic, but being not sporting anyway. So he said he clocked 4.07, which to me is, it's possible. Um, I don't think it's possible with zero training if you're not doing any sport, but um, he says he does 4.07. So he then goes um, to work straight afterwards. He cycles to the train station, goes to work, and he's so excited about work, about marathon running, that he decides he's going to do on that night. <laughs> so, um, 18 hours after he began his first marathon, after work, gets drained and cycles back to the park. He does his second marathon, three hours, 28. So, in the same 24-hour period, having never run other than 38 5Ks that year, so leading up to it, he managed to knock 40 minutes of his marathon time in the same day. <laughs> now that is impossible. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely possible. <laughs> he's a like, legend. He's, I mean, this, I do, is, I, this is what, I think this is what's happened. You're annoyed that he's got to this book first. <laughs> that's what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> You're annoyed that he's got he, this level of, uh, of lying and cheating, and scamming. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any, a book written by you would be too dissimilar, just filled with lies, and, and you know, entire chapters written to, to, to play mind games with a particular enemy of yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd all be there for mind games to my competition. But the trouble is, a, write, a, a runner couldn't write this book, because a runner would, would be too aware of yeah. what's obviously a lie. But the, so this isn't the worst of it. So he then does it that night, and he's buzzing. So guess what he does? He goes home, sets his alarm, wakes up at 3.30 again, and he runs in the morning. Oh, my goodness. This 3, so, 3.19. So what's the, what's the name of the ghostwriter on this? This is um, Dustin Brooks. So, yeah, so he must have... He just, basically, this guy must have just sat down in front of... Um, Dustin and say and just got excited by the fact that people write something. Dustin not not being a runner is not questioning anything. Yeah, he's going. Oh yeah, Dustin. Then 
And then, uh, or Dustin's looking totally bored the whole time. So he, feels, <laughs> so he feels like he has to make more of an effort. Oh Dustin, yeah, Dustin's a T10 marathon runner. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin's just like totally, totally bored by the whole thing. Like, uh, yeah, what, <laughs> and then what else would you do? Uh, and then, and then I ran another one. And then, and then the next day, I decided to run the marathon de Saab. And then <laughs> I ran, I ran the length of Britain. And then I swam across to, uh, I swam across to France. And then I ran the Trans European. <laughs> And that you, you just, he, he's trying to impress Dustin. That's what happens. See, this is a crazy thing. He's got all these times down, and the second marathon, impossible. Let alone the third marathon, even more impossible. Um, so he's, he's knocked almost an hour off his marathon time in the space of 32 hours. Which is <laughs> pretty good going, to be honest. Wow. So, um, especially as he then, um, he then goes on to say that. He kept on, he apparently just keeps on doing this around Richmond every day. But he'd often run an extra 5k lap at the end of the marathon just to show anyone who might have doubted me that I was for real. Oh my god. <laughs> that is what a bell end. The stupid thing I've ever heard. If you're going for a challenge, do the challenge. Like you don't see anyone at the end of the marathon this time again. I'll just run an extra 5k on day two. Oh my god. So he then he then goes to Milton Keynes and it's his first ever marathon, times marathon. Yeah. With and he then says, I I ended up finishing in a decent time. That's all he says. And so I looked it up, the first one, and I think he did about three fifty seven. Which if it's your first time marathon with drinks, with people there, all these things, and your your first your first marathon, if essentially it's three nineteen. It's quicker than 319, really. If you've done three marathons in 36 hours having never run, you yeah. do 319. 357 is, in, is, is in, <laughs> humiliatingly slow. But then he's a driver. So he then goes on to say, I was averaging, up until this point, and this is about 40 days in, I was averaging three hours of sleep a night. What? Just put it in. But why, but why, why this stupid self-imposed like re- regime of running it's just it's so ridiculous apparently Joanna his, his missus is is complaining that they weren't spending enough time together but if he's running these marathons as he say he is, says he is in three and a half hours and he's getting up at 3.30 then he's got every evening free because he's yeah. not going to bed, to bed yeah. till midnight anyway because he's only having three and a half hours so it's just, it's just all these little lies the whole way through but keep me, um, just keep it annoying me. Like, oh, come but on. But you can't man. stop reading. So have you read the whole thing? No, no, I'm, I'm a very slow reader, unfortunately. So, uh, but also, I wanted to engage the listener and, and go through and um, do do a few chapters each week. Oh, an update. Yeah. But I think we should get, we should get hold of Dustin. Dustin Brooks. Because I think that would be an amazing, once we finish this book, which won't take me very long because it's, very big letters and not very long and it's basically I like people I went here I'm really great with people so um, I'm, I'm going to start skimming it after a while because it's pretty boring hearing a guy talking about doing another marathon and the next day is a marathon next day is a marathon and he, and he does this because he's so amazing and he's so great the way he's amazing that's his book essentially I found Dustin I found Dustin on LinkedIn Oh, what's he like? 
He looks real. It's real. Okay, that's good. One of his experiences is ghost writing the Marathon Man UK book. Is that his main? Is that his main go-to? No, 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 no. He's also a director of a digital publishing company. Maybe this is the opportunity for you to get a book published here. Well, I can um, I can make stories like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you I did seventeen marathons my first day? It was amazing. So, um, yeah, do better. Let us know what you think. If you've heard any other stories about this, if, uh, if you've read any books that you think we should read, analyse, dissect. Yeah. I think I think the the, uh, the bad boy running book club's pretty been pretty successful, even though you know bit of a <laughs> bit of a bit of a slow start with the um, uh, Bushel's best bits. But actually, in the end, how many we've had we've had quite a few combined reviews. But given that um, this one is actually a made up book. If any of the books need to be reviewed with made-up reviews, it should be this one. Well, it's fiction, so isn't it? Yeah, you can add a chapter of your own in there. Yeah, so I think at the end of it, we will um, we'll send this out to a do-badder to, to have, and they can then, uh, the best fake review. The good thing is, all of the potential lies have been highlighted in blue pint, uh, highlighter pen by me. So you can just skip through <laughs> maybe, yourself. Maybe you should. A bit of time. Maybe you should go into uh, into like what we're doing. Every time I go into Waterstones, I try and find uh, find them um, running free to to move it. Maybe you should go into Waterstones and just start highlighting uh, lies in in any instances of the book you find. We well, just move it to fiction. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. That'd be perfect. So uh, what else has been going on with the Dubai community? We've had um, we've we've had a race that. Has been proposed as a, a very deep banner race oh, okay. what, by what and and Garnish. It's in somewhere like Albania. What? Oh, Moldova. Moldova. It's a ten k race underground in Moldova's biggest wine cellar. Okay. I think that sounds incredible because they there's no way they can uh, they can guard ten k's worth of wine. <laughs> How do we know? Oh, I don't know. What's Moldovan wine like? That's the question. Is it? Is it pretty new? Anyway, to be honest, I can't imagine it's that great. It's. Um, I mean, it's. It's almost on the med, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, getting to that kind of. Uh, on the, uh, is it on the Caspian? Let's have a look. <laughs> I can't remember. All I know about Moldova is that Tony Hawks once played all of their football team at tennis for a bet. That's about as far as my knowledge that's goes. Not, that's not the Tony Hawks pro skateboarder, of course. That's the. Uh, it's on the Black Sea. Sadly yeah, near the Black Sea, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's probably got the right kind of climate to have reasonable wine, potentially. Um, I think, but I think a lot great. of wine. I think a lot of wine originated from Moldova. I think Moldova might be the home of wine. I think it was first really cultivated in Moldova or somewhere like that. Yeah. Or Georgia, Are you on Wikipedia? No? Are you on Wikipedia trying to appear? No, I don't, I, don't I don't need to look on Wikipedia for this sort of information. I told you I'm a wine aficionado, which is why I never, ever do British wine marathons. Yeah, that's true. But um, we, in fact, there's a, there's a very good follow-up answer to, uh, to Anne's message about the 10K race. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, it's from Rosetta Lurie saying she's an individual who offers loans to international with capital. <laughs> We've had quite a bit of spam, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we have had a, she, wasn't that one? The, the loan one was on. Um, uh, was on loads of different threads. Actually, we've had some good, some good spam, and we've had some good responses to the spam as well. <laughs> That's, That's the spam. best thing. I, 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 a lot of them I've taken down, but where they've had good responses, I've left them up. People are trying to engage them as well. That's, yeah. That works very effectively. The responses have actually been quite logical as well in, in the the thread. It's worked well. Um, but maybe that's something we should put on a list for next year. The wine cellar 10k. The trouble is, 
It's a long way to go for a 10k, so maybe we should make it a half marathon. Yes, yes, possibly. Moldo, does it even have an airport? What's the what's the capital of Moldova? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just having flights to Moldova. It's close to Ukraine, so it might not be accessible to Europe for much longer. Oh, flights aren't too bad. Like 100, 181 pounds. It's nearly a seven-hour flight. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a long Whoa. way. That is a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I better be good. And got lots to, to answer for if this isn't a great race after all of that. Now I've been um, I've been reading some more articles by the uh, the worst running website on earth. Oh, that doesn't it's been narrow some it down. Classics. What doesn't narrow it down? Um, so real real buzz. So real buzz. I think they came up with the worst things to do before a marathon. <laughs> oh, okay. So what have they come up this time? So um, they this one I like. It's seven unexpected ways to burn more calories. What? Okay, right. So um, there's someone there's someone there that you think, okay, get dog walking. What? Dancing, get dog walking. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. The thing is, that the use of the term more calories, what, more calories than running? Or no, just more calories, calories than you're burning a... now, I think. So what, what, basically when you're not running, then do dog walking in, in between the running. Yes, you can, absolutely. So they, they think that can burn up to about 200 calories. They've got gardening. Yeah, it's a good one, good one. Housework. <laughs> So what I like about this idea is that you've you've already cleaned your house. It's all you know, it's lovely and clean. But you think, yeah, but I'm a bit fat. I'll clean it again. Okay. I, I don't even have a dog. I better go and find a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a garden. I don't have a garden at all. I'm just going to go and trim some bushes in the in the park. Now this one, this one, I do question. <laughs> How many calories do you think it takes? <laughs> To wash a car, I'd say it takes normally probably about an hour to wash a car properly. Okay. Um, so uh, it, it's all upper body, isn't it? I'd say three hundred calories. Again with five hundred. Five hundred. I reckon it's the same as running five miles washing a car. What? There's no <laughs> yeah. way. There's absolutely no. no way. Now this is a good one as well. They don't. They don't actually put a figure on this. Shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? yeah. What is this? What? What is the point of this article? <laughs> I have no idea. So basically, anything that you do that's not running could burn calories. So anything, actually, sitting still will burn calories because of the thermic effect of food. So now, that, it's so ridiculous. It's funny you mentioned that, Jamie. Oh, it's not. <laughs> so the last one on the list of seven could have been a list of six, <laughs> seven. They chose the number of points. Number seven. It might sound a little crazy, I'm, I'm quoting here, but even when you're chilling out and relaxing, <laughs> you're burning calories. An hour spent in front of the television watching your favourite TV show could account for around 60 calories. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> that is... Uh, oh. So they're essentially saying... <laughs> Every, anything. Watch more TV and you'll burn calories as a workout. Oh, so, so um. The great thing is to, um, yeah, people actually, oh my God, no one has come back with any abuse on this, on the questions. I don't know who actually subscribes other than myself to this, this website, but <laughs> people seem quite happy with that. The, now, the, the thing is, okay, the other day someone posted something from Runner's World and, you know, people have different opinions about Runner's World. Um, but uh, one of the things was ways that, like, doing triathlon can help your running. And it was, it was suggesting that cycling helps build the muscles in your legs 
to you know help you uh, run uphill and uh, thing. And it's just absolute shit. It's absolute shit. You don't think? Oh, I know what. Mo, um, he'll um, because he wants to improve his running up hills. He's going to get on a bike. If you want to prove you're running up hills, you run up hills. You don't get on a bike to do that. You, you know, there's a case being made that you know if you if you're injured and you know you, you can't you know don't want that um, uh, to have that impact. Fine, or you go you know, swimming or you know these other things. But to suggest that cycling helps you running is ridiculous. I mean, I think it helps some people because when they train for things like an Ironman, they train a lot more than they would do ever for running, and so they they just get fitter, and or they lose more weight. Yeah, but yeah, that's a weight loss thing. But that's not a, it has nothing to do with the, you know, training the muscles in your legs for yeah, for yeah, running. Yeah. Or you know, you could practice the transition because you know coming off a bike and, and running is is a difficult thing to do, and so you train yourself for that. But the suggestion that in some way building cycling into your into your regime to help your running is frankly ridiculous. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but I, I think there's and a fucking runners world. What's what what it, what you can say though is for some people that can't necessarily. Um, train intensively in running because they're injury prone um, or they don't have time it can be a good way to cross train and to supplement your fitness yeah it didn't say that it didn't say that in the thing though did it it didn't say that in the oh I wish I could find it but there's um, there's a couple of there's there's a couple more articles now one of them is written by Britain's third fastest marathon runner (laughs) (laughs) so it's um, why you might not lose weight by running, so uh, he's he's obviously an expert on losing weight while running, being um, being one of the skinniest men in Britain. But there's some there's some interesting things in there. He talks about how long are your runs. You might be building muscle. Um, are you running at high enough intensity? But then he goes on to suggest um, that when training for a marathon, there are some runners that change their diet completely, so their body changes the fuel that it uses, and goes on to then suggest. Why not instead just use, just eat fat and not have carbs and to completely change your diet to a fat based diet? Which to me is one of the most irresponsible things <laughs> you can ever say to someone who's looking, looking for your advice on, he does say you might want to speak to a nutritionist. Um, or Who knows coach. what they're talking about. Yeah. But it doesn't suggest how to do it. It just says, why not? Why not change to uh, burning fat stores instead? <laughs> Which I think is horrific to say because, um, well, I'd, I'd say if you if you really have an intention of doing long term ultra running and you really want to go go buy into this fat burn, then take a year and a half to change your eating habits. But to just suggest it willy nilly. As one of the points on there, that are the type of points that suggest TV is a good way to lose energy. That that's how the points are, are given out to people, and they say, "Why not completely change your diet to fat burn?" Um, there's a, there's then also a very good article on um, ten flat belly fat snacks. No. Of course, yeah. So apparently, avocado is very good for a flat belly and um, whole grains as well. So it's good to know. Good to know. Well, on that bombshell. So um, so what we got coming up? next week well we're hopefully going to be speaking to a friend of mine called Sweetheart about Hash House Harriers what hashing is how you can get involved where it is around the world everything along those lines um, have you got much coming up in terms of races or planning anything like that 
So I am. I'm just plodding along um, with my park where I'm just. I'm just sort of doing a normal training plan. Actually, I am. I told you before. I was thinking of doing a 10k um, with my wife because she's running a 10k and it occurred to me that i've never run a 10k before um apart from uh, the wow. heroes runner so i i yeah. don't know how to run a 10k which uh, which be quite interesting that's supposed to be like the most popular distance in britain a 10k so uh, yeah, maybe is, yeah. on a on another episode let's talk about how to race a 10k yeah absolutely and if um by the end of this month we need to commit to numbers for our hostel in Liège oh, for the Beer Lovers Marathon. Beer Lovers, yeah. So if you haven't, if you haven't um, signed up yet, Beer Lovers Marathon uh, next year was it first first weekend of June? First weekend of June, we've we've managed to get a deal where you get entrance to the race, which is one of the, if not the best races in the world. Um, so it's sixteen of the most fantastic beers on a marathon where. If you run fit, basically, my I think if you can run a ten k, you can get through this. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. If you're if you're worried about the distance and stuff, don't be. It's your you know the the atmosphere is great. Um, it's not strenuous. The it's you know they're they're pretty relaxed. Laser shortcuts as well. Absolutely. There's no you're never going to be you're never going to uh, worry for, for for coming last or anything else like that. David will have that accolade. He'll try as hard as he can. Yeah, I'll be getting the record again. But for about €130, I think, something along those lines, you get race entry, pasta party, two nights accommodation. Uh, But we need to book now because the hostel is going to be sold out pretty soon. So I've reserved 150 places. And um, the great thing is you can train in on the Eurostar. So we haven't decided yet. But we, we might be going on the Friday, having night in Brussels first before we head there if not we'll just be um getting a party train out on Eurostar dead cheap so you can have 200 euros for one of the greatest weekends you'll ever have yeah so it's worth i mean the, the train out was great it was really really good and if we get if we get a few people on the train as well it's uh, it's a good experience if you want to if you want to join that come to the uh, bad boy running podcast uh facebook group so just go to facebook and search for bad boy running podcast if you're not a member click uh, join and we will add you to the group. We're also going to be having the voting on the Goodness Shakes videos this week. Yeah, so what so, we'll do is we'll we'll put those up one by one and um, and we'll start the vote and we'll leave the voting up for a, for a couple of weeks. Um, the uh, the for Goodness Shakes guys, um, I I I, <laughs> I was a bit worried as to what they would think of it, <laughs> but they seem they've taken it in completely the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this is going to be our first and last uh, promotional uh, thing, but yeah, they they've taken it in absolutely the right way. So uh, so it's uh, it's been great. And um, if you want to get involved more, get into the Facebook group. Send us emails to letters at badboyrunningpodcast.com And next few weeks, trying to think what's coming for my my side. Man versus Mountain is very soon, so I'll be racing that shortly. A uh, return to try and uh, defend defend Brown from last year. And following that, we've got the Red Bull Steeplechase, which I think Josh Stevens has already won a. Uh, Josh Stevens has won a place for three bad boy running, and uh, that's going to be a big weekend as well in terms of uh, not just the race but the the party either side. So um, yeah, should be good. Good set of podcasts coming in the near future. Thanks. See you next week, man. Bye 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 bye. See you later, do batters.